0: We're in Chapter Three of Colossians. If you want to turn there, if you're using a pew Bible, it's page 1085. Um, you know, we'll call that up. Now, remember, Paul wrote this as a letter, not as a book. You know, he didn't write and say, "Well, you know, now let's get into Chapter 3. That isn't what he did. He wrote this as a letter, and it just it, it, it flowed. You know, it flowed together. He was writing this letter to a group of people that he never met personally. He didn't meet, but he cared deeply about them. Uh, what was going on in their lives and what was going on in their situation he cared deeply about this and now you know in his first two chapters he was telling us you know he told us about the deity the supremacy of christ he told us how god makes us holy in christ he told us about our union with christ he told us about the truth found only in christ because he wants people to be uh, followers of christ he wants people to be christians in more than name only it's not just you know having having that that name having that title but he wants people to be followers of Christ Jesus sincerely intentionally you know and to, to be devoted followers of Christ so here's what he tells them verse 1 follow along verse 1 he says so then uh, no so if you have been raised with the messiah seek what is above where the messiah is seated at the right hand of god set your minds on what is above not on what is on the earth For you have died and your life is hidden with the Messiah and God. When the Messiah, who is your life, is revealed to you, then you will also be revealed with him in glory. Now, what he's saying here is if you have this head knowledge about Christ Jesus, here is the logical outcome. He's saying here is that logical outcome of that knowledge. The logical outcome of the knowledge of knowing who he is and knowing, you know, what he has done, it does very little for a person if they can, you know, if, if they can talk about it does little. If even if they can defend a Scripture, even if they can defend the truth about Christ, it does very little if they don't have any demonstration of it in their living. If it's not getting into our life, knowing all of it really is a very, very little worth, you know, because our personal life then begins to deny the truth that we claim to believe and that shouldn't be the way it is what he's telling us and what he's telling the colossians as he's writing here is he's saying you know here is this truth about christ that i told you and it needs to affect your living and here are some of the ways and he says that it affects your living you know we, we what we believe uh, should have a very definite connection on how we behave how we live out you know each day Uh, The more you know God and the more you know about God, the more profoundly it should affect your living. Not just what you can say, but how you live. It it is what you can say in the sense of, you know, how how you speak and how you speak to others. The words, the words you say, I've told you before when, you know, before I came to Christ, um, uh, my my language wasn't good. You know, Uh, it wasn't um i can remember my mom telling me one time she said you know you talk in your sleep i said yeah she said you were swearing a blue streak well i'm not sure what the blue streak was but i was sure it wasn't good you know i mean that 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 w- w- was pretty clear to me but that's because that's the way i talked during the day you see at at, at the uh, company we worked at um, swear words were simply descriptive adjectives you know, to tell us about this thing or that person, and that's the way it was. So my language had to change, and I realized that. I realized that. You know, and it's not only it's not only swear words. You know, you don't have you could you can never say you could, you can never utter, uh, you know, a, a swear word or a foul word, and still have lousy speech. You condemn more than you lift up. Do you point out the negative more than you encourage the positive? Do you beat people down rather than lift them up? Is everything a competition for you? Just a few thoughts for you there. You see, when Christ comes in, our life should change. It should be different. It should be affected. We should be more concerned with than what's just right here. You see, we begin to realize life is more than, than just us and who we are. If you have a relationship with Christ Jesus, you know, we must follow his example. This is really what he's telling us here. When I say we must follow his example, here's the, here, here's the thing. You know, we must be being Transformed by our relationship with him you know the more the, the more you know the more you grow and the more you grow the more you are transformed we we must be being transformed you see we are in the process of being transformed uh, mentioned this more than once you should be a better christian you should be better living for god today than you were a year ago You should be better living for God today than you were six months ago. You should be living for God better today than you were last week. Today you should be living better for God than you were yesterday. We are being transformed. We should be about being transformed. Now, yeah, sometimes we have days that, you know, we kind of... Get kicked back a little bit. But in the overall picture, the overall trend of things, you know, should be getting, getting to be more and more like Christ, you know, following the example, living, living for Him. Verse 1 says, If you have been raised, if you have been given new life in Christ, if you have this identity with Him, this is what He's talking about. If you claim to be His, if you claim to be a Christian, if you claim to be a follower of Christ, if you have been raised, we've been given much in our relationship with Christ. And that relationship with Christ, it has benefits as well as responsibilities. that, That new life has benefits as well as responsibilities. We are prone to want the benefits and to forget about the responsibilities. We are prone to want those benefits and shun the responsibilities. I just want the fun stuff. I just wanna, I just wanna eat the filling and throw the, throw the, the, the two little chocolate wafers away. You know, I wanna, I wanna, I, I just wanna, I wanna have, you know, I wanna have the good stuff. I wanna bite the bottom off the cone and suck all the ice cream out and throw the dirty cone away, you know. I don't I want to bite the head off the worm and suck the guts. That's a different song. Uh, you know, but the, the whole reality, you know, we, we need to, you know, we, we need to understand that new life in Christ has certain benefits. It does, but it also has certain responsibilities. This is how you live your life. I mean, really, this is how we live other things. Um I was, so I, I had a little wake up this, well, yesterday. I was talking to my sister, it was her birthday yesterday, uh, she and Dana, yeah. uh, uh, so it was her birthday yesterday, and I was talking to her, and she said, um, yeah, she said, yeah, just turning 70. Turning 70, I said, you're not 70. She said, yes, I am. I said, how old am I? You know, that was I, 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 I'm a year older than I thought I was. Uh, you know, I just, was like, really yeah, do the math well yeah there it is you know th- there 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 it is you know you have that honey and i'm not really sure why i brought that up um if it comes to me i'll tell you later but you know the, the, you know you, have, you, have, you know, there's benefits and responsibilities we're prone to want the benefits and forget about the responsibilities, you know, that, that that come along with it. Luke chapter 12, verse 48. He says, "Much will be required of everyone who has been given much, and even more will be expected of the one who has been entrusted with more." See, he will give us, you know, he will give us everything we can handle. We've been given much. Now it might be more it might be better it might be more accurate to say that he will give us as much as we are willing to step up and handle properly properly you see when um, w- when you handle things properly then you know, is how many of you would give your uh, credit card to your uh, 13 year old and let them go to the store anybody anybody willing to do that and you say that because she's not 13 Uh, (laughs) because we realize we realize that you know that that as as they grow there's when um, you know when Peter was 13 uh, I wouldn't have given him my credit card to go anywhere. But, you know, when he went to college, we gave him a credit card, one of our credit cards, and said, here, you know, there's stuff you're going to need. Because he had shown that, you know, he, that he would grow in that response. He had grown in that responsibility. We could trust him. And I was a little surprised one time when there was a 28 cents charge for a stamp from the U.S. Post Office. But I said, what are you doing? I needed a stamp. He said to well, okay. Um, you didn't have 28 cents. You couldn't go pick around the car. But anyway, uh, you know the, the whole thing. The whole thing. You know, much is required, and, and you know, as much as we're willing to step up and handle properly, that's what God will give you. As much as you are willing to step up and handle properly, Romans chapter eight says, He did not even spare His own Son, but offered Him up for us. How will He not also, with Him, grant us everything? It seems to me pretty clear, you read this verse here, God wants to give us more. He certainly has made more available to us. Now, understand, I am not talking about a prosperity gospel. That is not what I'm talking about. I am not saying that God will give you whatever your little old heart desires because your little old heart desires some really stinky stuff. Uh, it's just, you know, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but suck it up and realize the truth. Your heart, some of the things your heart desires will destroy you. You can't handle it. You know, Jack Nicholson, well, you can't handle it. You can, there's some things you can't, you, you can't handle. You think you can, but it'd blow you out of the water so fast your head would be spinning you know, like a little swirly down the toilet, man, and, and, and you'd be gone. Yeah, it, it, you know, he, it, it's, it's, it's not about how much we get. Rather, it's, it's about how well we live for him with what he provides us with. He wants to trust us with more. And what we say is I want to be trusted with more See, you no, know, because we're thinking of the gimme gimme. We're not thinking of the responsibility because God also does not want what he gives us wasted. He doesn't want it wasted. You know, he, he wants us to use all the gifts that, that he's given us everything that he gives us for his glory and with eternity in mind. And, say, you know, and he also doesn't want us ruined by what he gives us. Ask your, you know, ask your eight-year-old what they want for lo- what they want for lunch, what they want for breakfast, what they want for dinner. Do you give them just exactly what they ask for? I'd have had ice cream at every meal. You know, I just, it, I, 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 I like it, you know. And donuts. I haven't met many donuts I don't like. what you know god doesn't want us destroyed by what he provides us with. he wants to give us more but he doesn't want us destroyed second chronicles chapter nine says and god is able to make every grace overflow overflow to you so that in every way always having everything you need you may excel in every good work god wants us to excel in every good work he wants us to excel in every good work, it says. And he will give us as much as we can and will properly handle toward that end, to excel in every good work. Good is known by God, not as judged by us. You see, we we'll think, well, you know, if I, if, I, if, if I could live in a nicer neighborhood, that'd be good. Well, you see... Uh, uh, oh, i thought i i wanted to be a missionary to hawaii because those people need god too you know i mean they, they, and there's truth to that you know and, and you know there's there's certainly truth to that and uh, you know i wanted to i thought god should let me live in sycamore because the rich people need god too and there's truth in that uh, apparently god didn't want me there because maybe i couldn't have handled it maybe i wouldn't have handled it properly If money wasn't an object, would you have a different car? Don't answer that out loud. Well, even since before Jenny and I got married, and when we first got married, we wasted more money on cars. I mean, it was was nuts. It was ridiculous. If I had a car for a year, you know, the only reason I started having a car for more than a year is because then we had two cars. You see, we bought, well, before Ginny and before I started dating Ginny, I bought a new car. I think I had that 10 months before. I mean, brand new car from the car dealer. I think I had it 10 months before I got rid of that and got a different car. And we had that one. And we say we would have kept that one longer because it was a Chevelle and it was really cool. Uh, but, um, you know, we would have had that one longer, we say. But we let Jenny's brother borrow it and he drove it into a guardrail. Um, you know, and that was the end of that car. But so we got it. We bought a, a brand-new Volkswagen Scirocco. We bought a brand-new. We went to buy a Volkswagen Rabbit because it was, uh, you know, an inexpensive car. And uh, it was just going to be for Jenny to drive back and forth to the train station Uh, you know when she went to work and stuff and so we went and we looked at it and oh this other car is really nice this is this is a nice car and it was a sports car you know sirocco was a sports car and um and you know so that's what that's what we wanted this thing has come unclipped and pulling on me now Just, just a second there okay so you know we bought this volkswagen sirocco and we had that Less than a year. We wasted more money. Now, okay, I was a, I was a Christian when we, to, when we got to Sirocco. The other cars, I didn't have a relationship with Christ yet. Um, but you see, we th- what, we, what we think we need sometimes, we're just wasting what God provides us with god doesn't want us wasting what he provides us with you know and and so he 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 provides there and it's what's good he he wants us to excel in every good work good as is known by him not as as we think not according to our standard of good but according to his standard of good philippians chapter 4 he says i'm able to do all things wouldn't that be cool wouldn't that be cool Able to do all things. Well, he says, I'm able to do all things through him who gives me strength. Some people say, you know, that God won't give you more than you can handle. Yes, he will. Don't be so foolish. Of course, he'll give you more than you can handle. Why? So you will learn to trust him. I am able to do all things through him. Through him who gives me strength. We learn to depend on him when he gives us more than we can handle, and then we have to go to him and we learn to depend on him. God is not only able, he is willing to strengthen those who will handle it properly. You know, So that when we reach the end of our abilities, we depend on him, and then he will strengthen us to take us beyond our abilities. I am able to do all things through him who gives me strength. You know, we're told to we're told to seek what is above, what what is above here in Colossians. To seek what is what is above. It's worded as to seek and keep on seeking. To seek after, to strive for, you know, to get into the pattern. Get into the pattern of seeking what is above. This is what he's saying here. You know, you get into this pattern of seeking what is above, what is from God, what is in line with God, what is in harmony with His character, what is in line with His Word, what is in in keeping with who He is. Keep seeking these things. Keep looking up. When I you know, when I told Pastor Kent, I was, you know, last week, this certain the sermon title was looking up and Pastor Kent sent me a message this week. He said, what's this one going to be? Keep looking up. I said, well, as a matter of fact, because this is the drumbeat of this passage that we that we see here to seek and keep on seeking what is above for the rest of your life, he says, to keep seeking what is above. Let me ask you what's on your list. What what's on your list? Your your, your to do list. What's on your list of what's the next thing to spend money on? You know what what's on what's on that list? What's on the list of how you want to spend your time? What is on your your bucket list of things you want to do or accomplish? People always talk about a bucket list. I I, I don't really have one. I maybe I should get one. I don't know. But what's on, is what on those lists, those things that you strive for, you know, is what on those lists, what those things you plan for, those things you work toward, uh, those things that you are seeking, do they show that you are seeking what is above? Or perhaps more mundane things. Do they show that you're looking up to God or that you're looking at some lesser goal? What's on? the earth it says seek what is above where the messiah is seated at the right hand of god so make your thoughts your actions your choices worthy of god make those worthy of god only holy things will be before God. That's why He makes us holy. You know, Only what is righteous will be before God. That's why He makes us righteous in Christ. Only what is undefiled will be before God. And He makes us clean, spotless, through the sacrifice of Christ. Seek what is above where the Messiah is seated at the right hand of God. Are your thoughts, your actions, your choices, uh, what you're seeking, is it holy, righteous, and undefiled? is what's on your list, holy, righteous, and undefiled. Now we're told how to be headed in that direction. Verse 2 says, set your mind on what is above, not on what is, what is on earth. Set to direct your mind to a thing, you know, on what you're thinking. Philippians chapter 4 again, it says, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there's any moral excellence If there is any praise, dwell on these things. Set your mind. Set, direct your mind to things on earth that are in line with what is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, morally excellent, or worthy of praise. Set your mind. Set your mind on what is above, not on things on the earth. You choose what you're going to set your mind to. You choose that. You choose what you will set your mind on, what you will think about. And you do this several times a day. You've done it several times today already. You know, you choose what you're going to think about. You go through each day with your mind set on what's above, living you know, living with God always in mind, or you choose to focus only on what's right in front of you, what is on earth. You make that choice. Now, it's not that we ignore the things on earth. You know, that, that's not what it's talking about here. We have to deal with them. We have to care for them. You know, you have to pay your bills. You have to take care of your house. You have to, you know, buy clothes. You know, it don't, but don't set your mind on what is on earth. Don't park your bus there. Don't view it as permanent, what, what's only temporary, you know, and meant to be temporary. Don't set your mind on those things. I mentioned to you last week that, you know, spring break, we're going to head for Washington, D.C. Now, as we're heading for Washington, D.C., I already know what's going to happen. As we're driving along there, there's going to be all sorts of things there that opportunities that are beckoning us to stop along the way. You know, there'll be billboards, there'll be big signs, there'll be all, you know, all all these. Now, some places are going to be easy to pass by. You know, Harry's Museum of the History of Hot Dogs is going to be of no interest to me at all. But Willie's world of discounted tools or the biggest ball of tinfoil in the world. Those will have my attention. Some of us are, you know attracted to shiny things uh, but, uh, you know uh, but, but there's going to be many many opportunities for me to refocus my attention as we're driving down that road now here's the deal if what i do is i give my attention to each one of those little things as they pop up whoa look at that will you? Yeah, that's a look at that side. Uh, if i give my attention to all those things as i go along with no regard for where it is that i thought i was heading i'm never going to get there I'm never gonna get to where I, where I was heading. If I, if I let my, if I let my attention be sucked up and totally consumed by everything that's right in front of me. Now, we will stop along the way, you know, we're gonna have to eat, we're gonna have to get gas, we're gonna have to get rid of what we ate, you know, and you have all of those, and we'll have to deal with those things as we go along, but my focus, my focus, what I have my mind set on will still need to be that destination of what we're heading to he tells us here to set our mind to set our mind on what is above not on things on this earth where is your mindset you know where's where uh, look at your checkbook you know just just look at your checkbook and answer the question based on how you use your money look at your calendar and answer that question of where your mind's set by how you spend your time. The Amplified Bible words this passage, Set your mind and keep focused habitually on the things above, on the heavenly things, not on the things that are on the earth, which only have temporal value. You choose what you're going to set your mind on. You make that choice. And some, of us, some will set it on this earth and miss what they thought they had in the Lord. It will be that God is just, you know, well, he was what was right in front of me at the moment, you know, and I needed him then. And, and, you know, they they will actually miss God. Why? Because they ignored him. They will miss miss heaven because they've been chasing so many other things on this earth. And they will walk right by the God that they ignored. You choose what you're going to set your mind on. Choose to keep looking up. Verse 3 says, you have died. For you have died, and your life is hidden with the Messiah and God. Don't set your mind on on things of the world. for for verse 34, because, you know, that's because you have died to this world. And, you know, because your relationship with Christ, this world has no claim on you. This world has no legitimate claim on you now if you died to the world we looked at this a bit last week back up real quick just look in your bible there chapter 2 verse 20 it says if you died with the messiah if you died with the messiah to the elemental for elemental forces of this world why do you keep living as if you still belonged to the world why do you submit to its regulations then he goes on you know you have a relationship with christ the world has no claim on you. Even the religious world, which is some of the things he brings up there in, in chapter 2 that we looked at last week. You know, even that religious world. Here in many other places in scripture where he's talking about the world, the world means those things that are in opposition to God. Those things that ignore God. Those things that exclude God. That take him out of the picture. You know, that, that reject Christ. Now, we get some good insight into being dead to our old life from Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 6. He says, so you too, consider yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Consider, make that choice. Decide this is how you're going to live. Decide this is your base of operation. He says, therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body. You make that choice. Make the choice not to let sin reign in your mortal body. So that you obey its desires and do not offer any parts of it to sin as weapons for unrighteousness, but as those who are alive from the dead, offer yourselves to God and all the parts of yourselves to God as weapons for righteousness for sin will not rule over you because you are not under law, but under grace. That's what he says to the Colossians, for you have died to your old life and your life is now hidden with the Messiah in God. Your old life has no claim on you, has no legitimate claim on you because your life is now found in Christ. And, and, you know, so keep looking up instead of looking to this world. Our new life is now found in Christ. Romans chapter 8, he says, And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, if it lives in you, then he who raised Christ from the dead will also bring your mortal bodies to life uh, through his spirit who lives in you. You see, uh, our life is now found in Christ. Galatians chapter 2, it says, For through the law I have died to the law so that I might live for God. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I now live by, I, I no longer have to live in, in this world by the dictates of this world because my life is now hidden with the Messiah in God. First John chapter 5. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know the true one we are in the true one that is in his son jesus christ he is the true god and the eternal life because of you know because of your relationship with christ jesus this world has no claim on you your life is now hidden in christ so keep looking up you know keep looking up don't get your directions from this world keep looking up don't get your values from this world Keep looking up. Don't get your self worth from this world. Keep looking up. And don't, you know, your life is found in Christ. So keep looking up to Him. Verse 4 When the Messiah, who is your life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with Him in glory. You see, we seek what is above, set our mind on what is above, because our life in the Messiah, in Christ, is to be revealed. That word revealed means it, it, it's more than to appear. You know, it, w- what he's talking about there, you know, somebody, someone can appear uh, you know, in a false pretense or, or without a disclosure really of who, what he truly is. It says Satan himself will appear as what? An angel of light. Why? To deceive. Even the elect if he could, if it were possible it says. And some things will come out and they will seem good and they will drag you away from God. God. And what he's telling us here is, you know, that Christ is going to be revealed. To to be revealed here, it's to be seen and known for their true character. And one day, one day Christ will be revealed. He will be seen and known in his true character. Now, when I say that, here's the deal. You can see and know his true character as you read the Bible. But what what will happen is he, he will be seen and known without the distortions of this world. Some of whom will tell you God's not relevant, some of whom will tell you God's not real. We'll also see Christ without the distortions of ourselves. Think, and thinking God should give me this. I was listening to the uh, radio, but I, I had a lot of back and forth on Friday. And, as I was doing some of that back and forth, and I had the radio on and um, one of the disc jockeys is on it was a Christian radio station in town, and one of the disc jockeys was talking about um, when her brother died, and you know he was i think she said he was twenty one and it was obviously still a very raw subject for her um, and she said and you just she said and it's just natural to say you know why god why this you know why why you know why does it happen this way because we distort god into thinking that he should behave as we think is right we distort god into thinking that he should that he should that you know that every sick person should get well we need to pray for people and we're told to pray for people and and and, you know and and do that but um you do realize some of our prayers are really just god please let them die a different way I don't want to discourage you from praying, and that's not the intent of what I just said. What we need to be careful about is in our prayers that if it doesn't unfold the way we think or that we have petitioned God for, it doesn't mean God is any less than God. We get to that place, I hope, we get to that place where we realize and we can pray honestly, openly, what Jesus did. Jesus, God himself, the son of God, here on this earth. So, Father, if this is possible, take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but your will be done. Express your heart to God. i'm not saying don't do express your heart to god but always always bow and tell him your will be done why because i can trust god i can trust he loves me he cares for me he has control he can change things and because he doesn't doesn't mean he's any less god all it means is i didn't understand his plan as well as he does make sense to you uh, yeah, and, and to know you know who he is and and what he does and he will be known he will be revealed and seen and known in his true character without the distortions of this world you know his character is what we want to know what we want to follow his true character is what we want in our lives philippians chapter 2 for this reason God highly exalted him, and gave him the name above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee, will bow those who are in heaven and under the earth and on the earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Some will bow the knee joyfully as they see their Savior, and some will bow the knee in shame, realizing all too late that they rejected the one who died for their sin. And we too will be changed. You know, Christ will be seen in all his glory and we will be changed. I love this passage, First Corinthians chapter 15. He says, listen, I'm telling you a mystery. We'll not all fall asleep, but we, all be cha- we will all be changed. Will all be changed. In a moment, in the blink of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound. It's going to happen. He is coming back the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we will be changed for this corruptible must be clothed with incorruptibility and this mortal must be clothed with immortality This bodies we have and this life we have and it breaks down and you know things though elvin and i were talking you know before the service and It is, you know, this healing stuff from surgery and all that stuff is not all it's cracked up to be. And, you know, and um, we the drugs, the drugstore called me um, yesterday and said, we got this prescription here for you. We're wondering if it needs to be refilled, you know. And I said, Well, what is it? you know, and they told me what it is. I said, Well, no, actually I had surgery, you know, that's supposed to fix that, and I hope to never need that again for the rest of my life, you see. But the problem is things break down and we know that. That's why this this corruptible must be clothed with incorruptibility and this mortal must be clothed with immortality. And until that time, those of us with a relationship, you know, with Christ Jesus must follow his example now. We must follow his example now enjoying the benefits, embracing the responsibilities, keep looking up. Make your thoughts, your actions, your choices worthy of God. You know, keep looking up as you choose what you will set your mind on. This world has no legitimate claim on you, so keep looking up and you know and live this life for Christ Jesus. Let's pray together. Father, we need we need to be reminded to keep looking up and to keep looking to you. Um, our mind gets consumed with other things, and sometimes it's the other things that are going on in our life. And, and it's hard, and it's hard to keep looking up sometimes, but we need to. And when those times come, it's even more important that we look up. It's even more important that we know and we remember that you are God. It's even more important that we don't get dragged down and sucked in by the things of this world, which are temporary, Father, even the struggles. Because one day we will leave all those struggles behind. And we will step into your presence. And we will know what it means to be released. We will know what it means to be made new. We will know what it means that this mortal takes on immortality. Until then, Father, help us to follow you. Help us to live your example. Help us to be yours and always say, do and think. Help us to be being transformed more and more into the image of Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen.